welcome back to the MGFC podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. So today's episode, guys, I wanted to look at some coaching tips, no tricks. And the purpose of today's episode is to, I wanted to sort of give give some tips and some hints to some of the coaches out there at grassroots level at the minute. Um, reason being is that I have been around to quite a few sessions since I've been coaching. I've watched quite a lot of coaches put practices on, drills if you want to call it that still. And a lot of the time I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, what are they actually doing? There's times when I've seen kids just not engaged, not showing an interest, messing about. Coaches trying to rein everything in. Kids are not listening. The promise of a match goes because they're they're not doing the the practice or the session to what the coach expects. So I just wanted to put together a few hints and tips with Phil, obviously, as well, just to give you guys um, some information on how you can make your sessions more engaging, better, a bit structured, and get the most out of your session, especially for your players and their development. So I'm just giving you some free hints and tips here. I'm not trying to say or dictate and say that your session, you know, isn't the best or, or anything like that. It's just a case of, you know, if you take anything from it, you might apply it to your session. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, you can always try something else. But I just wanted to to get some information out there, you know, just in case any coaches wanted to, to take an interest. You know, if you're a new coach or experienced coach, you might have forgotten a, a few of these things. You never know. You can throw them back in and see what happens. So here is the conversation i've had with phil again guys thank you for listening thank you for getting involved again you can get at us at mgfc podcast on twitter and we've got an email address as well which is manchester grassroots fc at gmail.com any feedback anything that you you want to discuss or throw um throw into the the cast you know feel free to give us some feedback Make sure you spread the uh, spread the word, spread the love, and I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Right, let's go. Let's make a start. So, coaching tips, no tricks. So, I wanted to give the people some information with regards to coaching sessions. Basically, recently and in the past and currently and possibly in the future, when I go and watch my little grassroots teams play, um, some of the coaching is pretty dire to be honest from what I've seen and I don't like it it's boring the kids are not enjoying it they're kicking balls all over the place they're not interested they're not engaged the coach is threatening to call off the match because they're not doing as they're told it's all old school oh let's do laps this that the other blah 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 blah. and I just want to give some information to the people out there who are listening to this cast today this episode just some little hints and tips what they can do to make the the session's more fun, more engaging, that sort of thing. And obviously with you coaching now, you're yeah. going to have a different perspective from my perspective. Yeah, so it may, it makes sense for, you know, the two Titans to collide together and give the people some information. Sounds, so, good. Sounds good. That's good. Right. So I want to make a start on the first and most important tip of all, tip number one. And this is... This ain't in no particular order. People don't even have to listen or take these tips if they don't want to. 
But if there's any new coaches, aspiring coaches, maybe any coaches that have got experience already and have lost their way or, or just whatever, someone's looking for some new information, I'm just going to give it you straight up, no messing about. Um, yeah, so tip number one is, and this is the biggest one for me, I've done this many a times, and well, I've forgotten to do this many a times, and it makes such a difference, but it's plan your session. Yeah. Plan your session. So... The amount of times that I've, and I've done this on purpose, actually, I've planned the session, ran it, and it's gone so smooth, man. Like, I've got all my learning bits in there. Kids have enjoyed it, and it's great. And then there's been times when I thought, you know what? I'm not going to plan a session. I'm going to freestyle it. And it's just like, oh, my God, what we're doing? What do we need to do? I forgot what I need to do. So... Plan your session is the number one for me, the most important. Yeah, I can agree. Be. I can agree with that. I think it's plan? a case of uh, I don't plan it to. Uh, I do. I, I basically yeah. I know well, what I want out of that session. Yeah, you're going to be different though because you're. See, for me, I'm just coaching for the sake of coaching. Yeah, you, you're you you've got a team, so you're not just coaching, but your planning is going to be. Completely different from how I play. Yeah, because mine's obviously tactical for games coming yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, looking at the team yeah, structure. And I mean, I've got 21, 22 players at the moment. Yeah. I've only got 16 signed on. We've got five extra training with us looking to sign on and for the yeah. next season as well. So I've got mm. a lot. So people say you can have too many. We can never have too many. The more the merrier. You can no. do more. You can, you can incorporate so much more. But for me, it's a case of I, pl- I know what I want out of that session either tactically. Yeah or mentally and know what I want the players to learn if it's just the defenders but I'm using yeah. the attackers to to go at the defenders you know yeah exactly and yeah. if it's possession if it's a case of uh, pressing or defending whatever we need to work on and know yeah. what I'm getting out of the session now in case I never plan it to a tee because obviously people drop out last minutes you might have yeah, numbers yeah. and you fall so it's a case of tweaking it as and when you need to but I Definitely. know as long but as you, I know but, what but I want you... out of it and I get yeah. what I want out of it if I don't get what I want out of it you can never blame the kids because yeah, the factor yeah. of a, the, for me, the factor of the kids being misbehaving or not getting yeah. on with it, it's a case of respect. And that's my biggest yeah, thing is yeah, definitely. when I take over or when I coach any team, this is my number one tip is game respect. Yeah. So if you're a new coach now or you're a coach going to take over a new team, which I did 18 months ago, is yeah. spend the first month gaining respect. Yeah. Give and receive. It can't just be you going in and having a power play and saying, I'm the manager, you do what I say. That's not going to gain respect. Kids are going to go against it. It's a case of go in there, listen to what they've been doing, listen to what they want, help them do it, but also teach them your way. 100%. And then they'll respect it. Like, I don't don't have a whistle at my training sessions. Yeah, that's weird, that. A lot of people do, a lot of people don't, but I feel that if I'm respected the way I want to be respected, when I open my mouth, everyone else closes theirs. Yeah. Which means everyone else has opened their ears. So I don't need a whistle. I mm. can I can whistle with my mouth if I need to, but I don't. I just think whistles are very old school, very... They can be quite patronising, but it's also the case that there's sometimes other teams around you yeah, and yeah, they yeah. might have whistles and it's a case of yeah. then everyone stops when you don't need to. So just yeah. listen for my voice it's at no the same time. Yeah. yeah, put it into a game scenario they need to be like a dog in a way without, I don't want it to sound <laughs> awful, but a dog is trained to a voice. 
Are you or calling your players a dog? I'm no, but in tell a match them situation in 90 minutes of football, <laughs> you've got parents on one side, you've yeah. got coaches and opposition coach, and you've got the referee, and they've got a whistle. Definitely. They need to know my voice and hear my voice for my instructions from the sideline. Yeah. So if you think of a match day, you should be doing it at training as what you want at training happens in a match. Definitely. So if you can get it that way, but that comes from respect. And if you don't have the yeah, respect, yeah. people don't listen to you. And it's yeah, obviously different. One. I've got older kids now. When yeah. I did the under 10s, like when I spoke then, I used to make them put one foot on the ball and one foot on the head. So they yeah, were happy yeah, yeah. to try and do two things at once and then listen to me. So it stops mm. a messing type thing. And, yeah, definitely. You know, no, just, that, it's good. a case of different age groups. You've got to do it differently. But for me, definitely. start with respect. Learn, the, yeah. you know, get respect. You give them as well. Respect them. Respect who they are. Learn 100%. about them. Learn their background. Yeah, You know, yeah, and stuff like that. Some people obviously have different backgrounds where you might need to coach them differently. People learn differently and yeah. learn all that and then gain the respect and it, it'll it will be worth it in the long run. Nice, nice. I did, I did, I did, I did actually notice that because when I was like, um, when I was doing a session, I was like, right, come in, guys, and then everyone just like stopped what they're doing, came in. I'm like, yo, yeah. Phil's got these guys trained. Yeah, so that, everyone that listening, I was uh, ill uh, for my training session on Monday. And Carlos jumped in for me. Yes, um, so super coach came to the rescue. So yeah, and, so it's just a case of he understands. Obviously, I don't use a whistle. The guys definitely. respect, and it should be a case for everyone respect the referee. And yeah. that comes from me. So if they, I don't have their respect and they don't respect me, how can they expect you me? Respect if I ref- don't respect the referee, then you know they're not. So it's a case of you have to lead by example. I respect them. Yeah. They respect me. Everyone's respected. Opposition referees, officials, definitely. It's, it's the like you say that is football. Respect is key. Yeah, my major, major. Um, so with regards to that, then. Um, yeah. How so? When you're when you're doing a session, you're coaching a session. Yeah. How involved are you? Because that's another tip that I want to bring to the people. It's 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 the involvement in games. So, as a coach, when I used when I, before I went on my level one, I f- it felt like I had to control everything. So I had to go right. You pass. Right. You receive. Right. You do do that. Do that. Blah 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 blah. And since I've been on my coaching journey. I found myself more or less just letting things flow in and intervening. Yes, I I'm to. an in and out coach, if you want to call it. Yeah. I jump in when I need to, if I need to do it in front of the whole session. So, you know, if someone's looking at turning in a set way or, you know, attacking in a set way, yeah. I will visually demonstrate it if I have to. You know, if they're not getting it after one or two attempts, instead of me shouting, I'm saying, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. jump in and go, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Now attempt it, make mistakes and learn from them. And but this is kind of what I want it to do. And sometimes I'll fail at doing it on purpose. I'll make an error and see yeah. if any of the players pick up on the error I've made based on yeah. what I've been telling them. And, and just stuff like that. And it's a case of I like jumping in just 30 seconds, let them all mm. watch and see, or I'll pull one of the players to the side, demonstrate with them one-to-one while everyone else is practicing. Then I yeah, get I them that. to demonstrate it to the yeah. team as yeah. me standing and talking through it. So it's a case of, it's situational. It's a case yeah, of, yeah. How how's it going? Who you're focusing with? You know what players are you working with? Yeah, uh, it's all situational for me. I don't like running. You know, we'll have a game at the end, and if there's odd numbers, I'll stand in that. And sometimes I'll move around if I have to. You know. Yeah, hey, I've heard about you, your. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. get. I mean, you shouldn't really get involved in terms of playing. Yeah. Um. For for me, you shouldn't. 
at the end of the season, Christmas, we always have a parents and kids, a bit of fun. You know, you can make the kids love it when you get involved. But for me, yeah, yeah. for a learning aspect, stand back, watch, learn, Definitely. talk them through it, and that's where they learn the most. Yeah, that's what coaching's about, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Right. So another tip that I've got is arrival activities. And for me, when I learned about this on my level one, I it, it was like I'd just found God. I was just like, <laughs> arrival activities. Like, where have you been? Like, this is amazing. And for me, this was always, when I had my team, this was always a big one because I, I don't know how, how much of this you experienced, but when you, you turn up to training, you're waiting to get on the pitch and the kids are waiting and they're messing about, kicking around, balls everywhere, kicking, stood. Yeah. And you get on the pitch and then you're trying to set up and the kids are still messing about on the pitch and it's taking you 10 minutes because you're shouting and trying to multitask. Yeah, exactly. And just the, the power of the, the arrival activities, man. I remember coaching your lot a few years back and I remember just setting up a little grid and we had like a bit of touch rugby, some, you know, speed drills and a little, you know, match at the end, um, at the end circuit. And it just, whilst they were doing that, I was setting up and watching and just like shouting over every now and again. And that took the best part of 15 minutes, but then the boys are ready to go then. Yeah. I just found, since I discovered arrival activities, I've just found that to be absolutely a godsend. Do you, do you still do them with your lot, or do you not, yeah, you not find so, that you have to do that? No, I do. I think, obviously, in the summer, I do them more, because yeah, yeah. you know you're not, you can have got them involved, you've got more yeah. space, you've got open yeah. space. In the winter, I think it's a case of just get them going as quick as possible, don't want people messing. Yeah. Um, as we're waiting to go into the venue, you know, you get there 10 minutes before the kids are there. Yeah. I'll grab a few of them and say, right, this is what you're going to be setting up. This is what we're doing. And a, a lot of the time I find the arrival activities, you want to make them try a little bit competitive. Yeah. Because people then push a bit more, which gets them warm quicker, gets them ready quicker, and the mentality yeah. switch straight from the off. Yeah. But uh, in the winter, like you say, I'm not, I mean, you know, laps, 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 getting yeah. there, all this. Like pre season when I was a kid, we did that. And I think, like, it's just to some extent, I mean, fitness is part of it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something they have to do at home. Yeah. Um, you know, not, I, yeah. It's a, I always say I'm not just a football coach, I'm trying to teach you to be a better human being, better adult, better man. Yeah. yeah. Um, or female, if you're a female. It's yeah. a case of letting them understand their body and how the aspects of doing out of football affect it. Yeah. Especially once they get older, you know. As I said over Christmas, do me a favour, boys, if you can. Do 10 press-ups, 10 sit-ups every day. Yeah. Take 30 seconds. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, you can't. But you'll see an improvement in yourself. Yeah. You know, you know. instead of just sitting down yeah. and playing your computer in between each game, do, just yeah, do something. Exactly, yeah. Just walk up and down the stairs five times, they're quick. Yeah. And can yeah. then carry on. Just, just added little bits to that, but trying to make them understand why and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Just teaching them that aspect. But for me, in the winter, like at the moment, as soon as we get there, the boys will do a lap. One lap of the little pitch. Mm-hmm. It takes them 30 seconds to go in, straight into a stretch. Head to toe stretch. Yeah. And then it's a case of they all line up in the line and it's a competition. Little sprints, little shuttles. Yeah. You know, while we're still opening the body, jumping the heads, yeah. you know, they'll be bouncing, facing the wrong way. I'll shout, go on my shout. They've got to turn, sprint, you know, type thing. Just Definitely. quick, yeah, simple, yeah, yeah. getting the blood flowing. Why I'm literally lining the balls out. But as I'm lining the balls, I'm still shouting the instructions to go, head, you know, sprint, side yeah. steps, whatever it is to go there. They don't know what I'm, I'm going to shout next and they're ready to go. 
Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And in the meantime, if it, they're getting their breath going, you know, the heart rates going, and then straight away we're into ball work, keep ball. Yeah, um, two two teams, three teams, obviously depending on how many's there. Just keep ball, getting a ball, get the touch going, just get the feet warm, yeah. and then it's straight into like you say, tactical either shooting, attack, defense. Yeah. Anything what I'm doing in that session, but for me, that first 10 minutes is always... Yeah, it's vital. Need, you, yeah, it's the best bit of the training session in terms yeah, of... Definitely. If you want a good session, that 10 minutes sets the tone. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. So if you're not prepared in then 10 minutes, you're never going to be prepared for the other 50. Exactly. Decent. Okay, another tip that I've, I've got is, why not start with a match? Now, I've done this on a couple of sessions when I've wanted to work on... Yeah. Attack versus defence or defensive units or using wingers or playing with the extra man. And I've had some fantastic sessions where at the end I asked them, well, what did you learn? And they all tell me, well, this is what we did. We were attacking and using the full backs to create an overload and vice versa and this, that, the other. And... I never even thought about starting with a match, but starting in a match, with a match, sorry, not in a match, starting with a match can be be so beneficial in so many ways. I don't think a lot of coaches ever start with a match. They always say, oh, well, you know, we'll play a match at the end if you do this, that, the other. But if you reverse it, the kids are straight away engaged because, oh, it's a match, yeah, you know, we're going to do this, that, the other. And you can always just let them go for the first 10 minutes, do what they need to do, and then just say, right, what we want to look at whilst you're playing the match, is this, this and this. And I think that can have so many benefits to so many teams um, and coaches alike as well. Definitely. I 100% agree there. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a yeah. case of it engages the mentality of the players, like their, their brains are working straight away. They're, yeah. they, you know, they're getting the blood flow going, the heart rate's going, they're getting hot, you know. They're, they're pretty much warming up fully. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a case of where do you go from there? What You know, you've got to have your session plans with T to do that. I agree. Yeah, I've done yeah, it a definitely. few times myself. Yeah. Because obviously, if you go from there and your session's about a shooting drill and you're stopping in the standing still for a bit, it's kind of like, yeah, it yeah. just, the uh, adrenaline just dumps. Yeah. And then yeah, they start yeah. like not being involved. Or, so it's a case of you've got to yeah. have the right session to do that high intensity. And definitely. again, it's key fitness training because yeah. they're going straight from the off and then if you can keep that intensity for the full 60 minutes, that's huge fitness. And afterwards, yeah. they would have done more of that if they just did laps all game. Yeah, definitely. But the laps mentality, they feel more tired yeah, where yeah, they've just yeah. done exactly the same there. Uh, yeah, because it's mental fatigue, it in isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mental yeah. fatigue, definitely. Massive, massive. Okay, another tip that I've jotted down, and for me, this is this should be near the top, but you know what it is, what it is. Uh, it's making the sessions fun. Obviously, if you, you make your sessions fun and you're getting your players engaged, the session will just honestly just take off and it will be, you know, a great feeling all around now. Yeah. When I say make it fun, I'm not saying, like, laugh, banter and jokes. I mean, you know, play, like, little games, like, you know, Ticky It or Wheelbarrow, you know, races or even... big big one that I do is um, three in a row. So I'll set up a little board get the bibs, make the players try and get three in a row. Um, and that always gets them G'd up, gets them firing, gets them communicating together. You know, enjoy it's an enjoy it's an enjoying um, experience when they're doing it. Um, yeah. And that's the main thing for me, making it fun, making sure that they, they are having fun whilst yeah, they're training. Some of them won't find, that's the thing you got to think of, not everyone finds it fun and it's different for each yeah. year. Like you say, you're playing the younger ones, but the same, you've done the three in a row. 
I'll do noughts and crosses. Two teams, yeah, yeah. one go at the same time. Each team both got to get a bib, dump it in. Now mm. you can either place your bib or you can remove one of the opposition bibs, but you can't do both. Uh, and it keeps them going. So like two people are going at the same time and opposite teams. Yeah, so if they put a bib down, you could move it, but you can't put your bib down then. And it's a yeah. case of it's a bit of speed training, agility training, because yeah, you yeah, can make yeah, them stand yeah. further and further away from the board. Yeah. So it's longer distance running. And Definitely. it's like, it's a good laugh. It's good banter. People have got a quick thinking. It's decision yeah. making, which is key into games. And yeah. it's fun. But I think a lot of sessions, like you say, you've got, like in the minute, I get 20 players. Mm. And I would say all 20 of them have got a different type of personality. So yeah. some people are going to find something fun and some aren't. So it's a case of throughout that 60 minutes, just make sure that you cover all styles. And if the person yeah, who yeah. isn't finding it fun or in a way that doesn't find that style fun, Mm. give them a job to do within that session so make yeah. them a set role or a set style give them certain instructions say right today's session this is your objective one-to-one personal objective give yeah. them something to aim for that makes their mentality game a bit fun make it fun for them individually against yeah. themselves give them a challenge or play them 1v1 against someone else but within the whole session so them two people know that they've got personal goals against each other yeah so they're having a bit of fun one-to-one while everyone else might else be enjoying just the general session itself. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, definitely. You know your players better than anyone. So yeah. once you, like you say, learn about them, learn their backgrounds, learn everything in terms of gaining respect. So then when it yeah. comes to these big drills and making it fun, you know how to cover every aspect. Yeah. So for me, then first couple of weeks of learning the team, learning the players is absolutely vital to the long run. Yeah, definitely, yeah. No, 100% agree with that. Which brings me on to my next tip, and it's it's exactly that. Check the understanding of your players. Now, like you've touched on quite a few times, players learn in different ways. Some players, you can just give them instructions. They'll say, right, go and do it. Some players, you might need to pull off and, you know, give them a little one-to-one. Some players might just not even say anything and, you know, because they're shy. So maybe when everyone's getting involved, you might pull them to the side and see how they are and check your understanding. But that, for me, yeah, 100%, I agree with that one. That is a big thing, getting to know your players, getting to learn how they learn, because then that will ultimately benefit the team. And then if other players understand other needs, then they can help as well. Um, and, and especially when you're playing a match, when you're on the pitch and you're, a co- you know, you're coaching from the side and obviously the, the player on the right wing but you're on the left in the middle and you can't bark instructions over. Obviously, one of your players can then, you know, have a word with that person on the far end. So that's a massive, massive one. I agree more. Definitely. But for right. me, I Go think on. another thing for me is it's not a case of don't just be that person that goes, well, what I, I'm just going to do my thing, what I yeah. know best and do that. Be open to learn more things. Use yeah. the tools around you and advance your training sessions. Don't just do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Have a plan, a possession plan for the next four to five weeks, what you want to get to. Definitely. Build it up. But have something planned for if it's not going, you know, that you can tweak, go in a different direction if you need to. Use the tools given to you. Like I've said, there's yeah. so much that you can look at. If, if, if Even if you're like, as a new coach and go, I don't even know what session I want. I don't even know more. I only know warm-up. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to make them play a game. No, yeah. stop Stop that mentality. Go on the FA website. Go on the coaching store if you need to, the FA coaching store. Yeah. There's the LMS, which is the learning management system. It's got webinars on goalkeeper coaching, high press, keep ball. Yeah. It's got interviews with 
Gemma Davis from Villa, uh, James yeah. Ritchie from England, Michael Carrick, Ancelotti, Michael Owens on there, Darren yeah. Moe, uh, Moss, uh, and Jack Rutter. There's so much, and it's always been updated. Yeah, and they yeah. show you training sessions. They put sessions on. They explain what they're doing. There's diagrams, there's pictures, and you can yeah. take that and incorporate it to your players. Just tweak it to how you. Yeah, want you can go on the boot room and you can type in. You can yeah. literally search a style of training. Mm. So it's a case of you click on it, have a look at it. It's uh, you know you can type in the age group and stuff like that, and, yeah. and you can you can literally have a training session given to you so if you haven't had time to plan Definitely. or you're not a planner you're just a last minute type of person you're doing it as a volunteer and you know it's just yeah. something you, you've stepped up as a parent a dad to yeah. do then that's just a quick 20 minute i've got a training session let me just study it and i'm done Definitely. i can go and do that and the kids are getting the best out of it and that's the main thing is you've got to give the kids the best out of it definitely, definitely. so we're not all as committed as others we don't all put all of our time into it um, you know, work and everything else. So, if anything, use them to for anyone that isn't not maybe as committed because we're all as committed as volunteers. Definitely, yeah. Um, but anyone that hasn't got as much time as others who may not have the benefits of maybe working at home or yeah. working just a general nine to five, people might work shift. Then, please, you all can you can access it from your phone or online. Go on the coaching store, go on the boot room, yeah, and look at all the online learning. It's amazing what you'll you'll pick up from there. Definitely, I've done yeah. so much myself. And the other thing is, go on YouTube. There's, <laughs> there's so much on there. I did that. I remember when I first started doing a session. So when I, so I was doing how old were the boys now? Under eight, so no, under nines. I was doing, and I remember the first time that I took my first training session. And what I did was the first thing I did is I went on YouTube and I looked at Barcelona drills because obviously Barcelona are amazing. <laughs> and I basically took literally everything from that session and I tried to get the kids to do it. And oh my days, it was horrendous. Like they, they weren't listening, they weren't involved, they were just kicking the balls everywhere. I'm, I'm trying to get them to like run around like Messi. They were running around like Ronald McDonald at times. And you know, it, 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 probably the that my first session was probably the worst session that I've ever put on to the point where I came home and I was just like, I don't even think I can do this. Like, yeah, that, that's how it should horrible, be. Though. That should your first one horrible. should always be your worst one because you should be getting yeah, better and learning as a coach. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So that brings me on to obviously you know session planning things that are reflect, reflect, reflect. And for me, this is definitely um, a tool that I use with every session, and I've seen such a massive progress. It's unreal. Reflect on your session. So if you've planned your session, go through it see how it was, see what went well, see what you can improve on, ask the players how they defined it, get your feedback there and then, because you can then always revisit that in, what, four to six weeks, three to six weeks, you know, two weeks' time, and tweak it and then run it again. But reflect, reflect, reflect on your sessions, because that for me, that's just like one of the, the basics and most powerful tools that you can do and add to your arsenal. Um, bar that, is there anything else that you've got down that we may have missed? Not that I can think of. If it's a, it's just a case of get everyone involved. Definitely. Make it fun. Don't just scream and shout. You know, demonstrate if you have to. And the one thing for me is always make sure your keepers are involved. They're the yeah. hardest people 
to coach because obviously I know some keepers. I've got a keeper that's goalkeeper coaching, and you know, yeah. so he gets what he needs, but you still have to get him involved. Yeah. If you want to do a, a possession drill, have one net, have a keeper it. So the team keeping possession, the other team are attacking the keeper. So if they lose possession, they then become a defender and vice versa. Just make sure the keeper's always involved. Definitely. And definitely. Uh, that's my keeper mean because if you, especially at younger ages where teams don't always have a goalkeeper, yeah. if you've got one, keeping them happy, you have to keep them active. Keep them sweet. Yeah, and you can't just have the, all the other kids stood still shooting because they're getting yeah. cold. They get bored. So it's a case of have it all in and drills, have it merged. Look at the goalkeeper training courses online. Look at everything you need to. Definitely. Just put on sessions the best of your ability. And like you say, take feedback. Ask parents what it looks like from the side. Anything yeah. they've noticed. And again, for me, I always say to people, you know, when you get a new kid or when the kids might not be themselves, I always say to the parents, at mm. breakfast the next day, ask them what they're thinking of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to me, if you ask a kid straight away, they're just going to give you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, answer yeah. you want to hear. So it's a case of when they're not thinking about football, the least expected time is when they're going to give you the most honest answer. Yeah. So that's why I always think at breakfast time, when they're hardly, you know, they're just waking up, they're thinking about, oh, I can't go to school today or whatever. Ask yeah. them then. And they're just going to, because they're going to be thrown off, they're just going to be as honest as they can. And Definitely, that's where yeah. you'll get the most honest feedback, which will benefit you in the long run. 100%, 100%. Yes, totally agree with that. Totally agree. Right. Well, I think that's it then. That's Phil. everything That's from everything me. That I wanted to cover and stuff. Uh, do you want to give anyone a shout out or anything like that? I, 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 let me, let me, oh, I, I do sh- actually. I, I do have one. Right, let me go first because you've obviously been talking the most. So um, I want to quickly shout out your lot, so all your players. Um, I know I got there halfway through the session, but you've done a fantastic job there, Phil. I shout you out as well. Um, when you said respect, that's the first thing that I noticed about all the players. Everyone, you know, has respect for the, not just themselves, but each other. They respect the coach, they listen, and they're going to go far. So I just want to shout out your lot. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, right, son. Yeah. Um, my, my shout out goes out to the Manchester FA, really, because yeah. I was speaking to our welfare officer at the club. Yeah. And she was obviously a friend of mine, and she was speaking to the Manchester FA, the welfare officer who runs all that. Yeah. And she kind of mentioned something, and they were talking about potentially offering to come and do an episode with us in future on welfare and safeguarding. So we would have, from a club perspective and also from the Manchester FA perspective. And I also know that she then passed it on to people at the Manchester FA to have a listen to. And oh, nice. from what I can tell that they've all kind of listened to. So uh, just a shout out to say thanks to them. That obviously, oh, thank you, Manchester. Um, you know, for them to kind of get on board. And if we can, any of them obviously would be interested in jumping on and explaining Definitely, from yeah. their side, from the actual FA, what they're doing in grassroots football. And, yeah. you know, just people that might not see what they do, but these guys do a lot. So it'd be good to have people come on from there and definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, explain no. their job roles from all different, even from the marketing aspect to people who run the social to safeguarding child welfare and the referees. You know, yeah. people who run everything, every department. Be interested to have every aspect covered. From every them. single person in Manchester involved in grassroots will be in some way, shape or form, involved with this podcast, I guarantee it. I'm going to make sure, even if I have to travel to every single grassroots club, with my phone in hand, we're going to get it done. 
We'll get Absolutely. it done, hundred percent. Right, Phil. Thank you very much for your time, son. And you. I will speak to you shortly. Excellent. Thank you very much. Cheers, Carlos. Take it easy. All the best. Bye. And that's it. Thank you very much for listening today. Hopefully you've taken something away from that. If not, or if you have, make sure you get us at uh, MGFC Podcast via Twitter. Also got an email address which is Manchester Grassroots FC at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep in touch. Have a good evening or day.